Yo, welcome back. This is Chris with another episode 15 of the Conscious Capitalist Journey podcast. In this episode, I will talk about how to start your real estate investing journey and what kind of steps I took along my path to help me get started. And as you may already know that I had bought courses, I also met many real estate investors and developers along my journey, but I'm going to rewind it to the very beginning on how I got into real estate in general. And as you may know, I have a real estate media company. It is called Visionary Views LLC. We are based in Honolulu, Hawaii. And basically we take pictures, video, Matterport 3D tours, and make houses look sexy. So this is our job. We learned it in and out on how to make a beautiful listing even more than it is, or just highlight the amazing parts of a house that make it to the most highest level, beautiful and marketable. I say beautiful a lot because our stuff is really amazing. And I would like to invite you to check it out. It's www.visionaryviewsllc.com, or you can check out our Instagram at, at visionaryviewsllc. And basically, through this job, I had met a lot of real estate professionals, including real estate agents, of course, but also developers and fix and flippers. So later along in this journey, you'll learn that the retail real estate agent life and the path of a real estate investor is a completely different. I was going to say a little different. It's completely different. And meeting with real estate agents, meeting with investors, I was able to compare which path was for me. And excitingly enough, as an investor, you do not need to have a license in order to make a shit ton of money. And this is what uh, we want to talk about is making a shit ton of money and making an impact with that money. And of course, taking care of your friends and family and your babies, right? We, want, we all want to provide for our family, but we want to also make an impact on the world because that's what it's called, conscious capitalism. And anyways, Going back to my journey, during this time in growing my business, in the first year, I met this really awesome real estate investor couple. They were both real estate agents, they're licensed, both residential and commercial, but they also did their ground up developments as well. So Ground up developments is what they learned and it was in their family for a long time. So I was like, okay, these people know what they're doing. They're, uh, they're very humble and I don't want to explain how much they make, but basically they're, they're, they're really well off. And one day, uh, I remember going into one of their homes and it's a place called Honokai Hale near the west side of Oahu, they just fix and flipped a home over there. And basically, I was their photographer. And how I got them 
was through a series of cold calls. So um, I would actually bother them. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, my name is Chris. I just wanted to introduce myself and say that I am a photographer and that I exist. And I just wanted to make that introduction. We do this, this, and this. And we can give you a deal if you use us for the first time. So that was the first call. And then a series of calls later, I remember, I think it was like around five to six times that I called them. And basically, <laughs> we like to joke about it today, but they're like, man, I remember you, Chris, you're, you're bothering me. And like, I was like, what the heck? I'll just give you a chance. And this relates to the strong, I, I believe really strongly in this principle. It is the rule of seven touches. And basically you touch someone or contact, whether it be phone, email, text, anything, anything that touches them at least seven times because if you touch someone seven times, that is when someone is most likely to take action or buy your product. It's called the rule of seven. So I utilize this in my finance business, in my wholesaling business, in my real estate media business, all work in any situation to varying degrees. I think real estate wholesaling requires a lot more touches than seven actually. But if it's like a low ticket item, like for example, photography services, you don't need like 20 touches. You just probably need five to seven. But anyways, they joke about how I called them, but they really appreciated this fact. They're like, Chris, I know that you're a hustler. I know that you make things happen. So I want to take you out to lunch. And it was actually my birthday lunch. And it was just really random. Like I took pictures of their home, really beautiful home. Um, but anyways, uh, after that, they were like, hey, why don't I take you to lunch and we can have like we can talk and I can treat you and thank you for all the work you've done for us. So I sit down at uh, I I believe it was Cheesecake Factory. Yes, it was Cheesecake Factory. And basically, we're like, okay, so how did you guys get started? I was so curious because I, through this journey, was always thinking about getting my real estate license. So I was asking them, like, how did you get started? Um, you guys have licenses. Why don't you use it often? Like, I remember shooting a listing for them before, but they're like, ah, we really don't focus on that. Our bread and butter is ground up development. And this is what we're good at. And this is how we make money. This is how we survive and, and also thrive, not even survive. They thrived through the pandemic um, because this was such a hot time to get into fix and flips and real estate. But basically they're like, Hey, we, we like your work ethic. Uh, we really like you as a person. Did you know you can make money through real estate without having your license? And I was like, whoa, really? And I was like, okay, other than being a real estate agent and 
being a photographer, what else can you do? I don't want to do loan or mortgage mortgages. I don't want to do like escrow officer transaction coordinator stuff. But they're like, no, you can do acquisitions. And basically what acquisitions is, is finding properties off market and getting them at a discount and then turning it over to an investor who can buy it for cash. So basically, it, I got into acquisitions, which is the actual finding of deals. It's called wholesaling, um, but uh, more formally, it's called acquisitions because it is actually finding deals off market. And if you find a deal, there's going to be buyers any given time of a day. Up market, down market, if you do your numbers correctly and calculate the value of that that asset or home property, whatever you want to call it, you will get buyers in any given time. So I was like, whoa, I just found a recession-proof sector of the real estate world. Because whenever we think about real estate, we think about like down markets, right? think about the up markets and down yeah whatever like basically it was a hot market in corona and like in back in 2008 there was the housing market crash where it just wasn't good for real estate agents or even homeowners and we have this idea that real estate is only good when the market is hot and they educated me. They're like, hey, no, like whether it be a down market or up market, you can still make money as long as if you're conservative. And I'm so glad because Jojo and Harry are super conservative. Uh, they taught me how to underwrite a few deals and pretty much get to know how to value a property with their many years of being a real estate agent as well as an investor. So this idea blew my mind. You can make money without a license. I dreaded studying. I was actually in the middle of studying for the real estate exam. But then uh, I put it on side because I got busy. And then I met them and I was like, hey, should, is it worth it to get a license? Is it worth it to get a real estate aid, be a real estate agent? And you're like, no, you can make money even without that. So let me teach you. So from that conversation, I was like, boom, it's on. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to binge watch a lot of uh, education, go on YouTube, uh, go get free courses. There's a ton of free resources out there. So that's step one is educate yourself. And I made a little bullet point list for y'all. So number one is education. Continue learning about real estate by reading books, taking courses, attending webinars and workshops. Gain knowledge about the aspects of real estate like property types, investment strategies, market analysis and financing. So there's so many ways to make money in real estate. There is wholesaling, the acquisitions or finding deals. There is the Burr strategy or more commonly understood as buying rental and fixing them up and refinancing and repeating it. 
there's there's more of, to that acronym, but the it's called the Burr strategy. If you want to grow your portfolio, and if you're looking for cash flow, there's also fix and flips, right? We know that HGTV does like a lot of fix and flip shows, and I'm pretty lucky to know that we have local investors. Shout out to Kamahai and Tristan. They are on a fix and flip show. I think it's, I don't know uh, if it's H HGTV or a and &E. I have no idea. But anyways, I'm so like, I like to brag about this because I know these, these investors personally. Anyways, they're doing their show. And yeah. Okay, back to uh, education. So there are so many ways to make money. You just have to figure out what resonates for you. And me entering the game, I was like, huh, I don't really like have a passion to flip houses, like managing teams, doing the construction. I have no idea how to even fix a toilet or even like do drywall. I have no idea. But like, um, of course, you can hire people to do that. But I'm that kind of person who like really wants to know why things are happening or why things are being done the certain way. So I like to take things apart and truly understand it. And this led me into really loving wholesaling and acquisitions because like there's no science. It's just the excellent number of people you talk to, the more leads you generate. And from that lead pool, you can get interested sellers. And from that interested sellers, you negotiate down the price. And then you get it on contract. And then from a contract, there's a 50% conversion rate. Because if, uh, if you get a contract with a seller, you have a deal as a 50% chance of closing and going through escrow, actually going through escrow. And, but what really inspired me about this is that real estate investing or wholesaling and acquisitions and so forth, it, it serves a different market. For example, while the real estate agents serve the first time home buyers, the uh, people who are buying basically on market, like the multiple listing service where people post the homes, that is like on market. However, the people like fix and flippers or investors, they are looking for opportunity where usually people don't usually look. For example, um, you look at damaged homes, ugly homes, maybe the paint's coming off, weeds are growing everywhere, or there's boarded up windows. Uh, like, like I went to this, okay, so for example, I went to this house and it was actually lived in, it was on the North shore of Oahu, Hawaii. And basically there's shit everywhere, like actual shit, like the owner like smeared it all over had like a really mental, uh, had really heavy mental issues. There is like, it was just like the carpet, uh, which was uh, originally a green carpet. It was like all brown. 
it looked all dirty. I have no idea how it got all dirty because it was only uh, five years since that person bought that house. But it was like a complete mess. The, the stairs were falling apart and basically it was a mess. And someone would look at that and be like, oh, God, no. Like this looks like a horror house. Looks like someone died in here or got murdered and like killed in here. But we investors would be like, it's gross, but there's value in it. There's, it's beautiful. Like, so that's what you have to do is pretty much look through, find value through the ugliness, right? Because we know that even if that house was torn down and you tear it down, take it down to the actual studs, like it was it still has value because this is the nature of real estate. Even the land has value on it. So basically we're looking for off market properties and basically in a, any given neighborhood, I don't know where I got this statistic, but it is just a common, it's common knowledge to know that in any given neighborhood, there is a 10% of vacant homes or damaged homes or dilapidated homes that are messed up, right? Whether it be vacant, gone through foreclosures and so forth. Like whenever, when I learned this, I was like, oh my God, this is how you find a deal. You just find like broken houses and there's so many around your neighborhood. If you go like three miles uh, north, south, or west of you, like you'll find a broken home somewhere or whether it be broken or vacant or whatever, right? We're working with off-market properties. And basically we're making inventory to bring to the market. So we find these broken homes and then we fix and flip it or we work with teams that can fix and flip it. And they, they as investors reward that very handsomely because they will profit. So in wholesaling, you find a property, for example, uh, you get in touch with the owner. If they're good, like, I'm just, I'm just going to say like, if everything worked out in a perfect world, right? You find a property, get in touch with the owner, you calculate the value and the market value, um, we use something called ARV, which is after repair value. And what this is, for those who are new to this, this means that it is the comparable, sold comparables of the similar makeup of this house. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking too technically, sorry, let me... Let me simplify. So basically, if you, for example, <laughs> how do I explain this? So if you find a three bedroom, two bath house that needs a little work, maybe like it's missing some windows or like paints coming off, how you get the value of the house is through the like comparables or similar let's say apples to apples comparisons of sold houses around the area. 
So the houses around the, that, that house, that subject property, the three bedroom, two bath, how you calculate this after repair value is you take an average of the fixed and flip sold homes in the area. So all new everything, like you know that this is this was a product. Like for example, if your house is a three two, the house down the road was fixed and flip, all new everything, nice nice flooring, nice kitchen, everything's brand new. That is a solid comparable. And then you just take the average, you have to find data. Basically, you have to calculate data and find the value of that house. And then having this after repair value, you kind of, there's usually an equation. In Hawaii, many investors would love an after repair value times 65 or 70 percent so we are getting a discount off the after repair value minus the estimated rehab cost minus a few fees right so this i'm i'm really simplifying it here but like just letting you know that we get the houses off market for a reason we want a discount so that whenever we sell it to an investor, they'll pick it off 65 cents on the dollar. So 65% of the value, and then they can make a profit or a little spread, including taking into consideration the closing costs, realtor fees when they do bring it on market. So this is a wholesaler's job to find an off-market property and pretty much turn it over to realtors so that they can profit on it. So everyone is sharing profit. You find the deal, they bring the money, they bring the resources, everyone gets paid, everyone's happy in a perfect world. And I would not know this unless I spent hundreds of hours reading, listening to videos, and listening to many of the famous investors online. I'll give you a list that I personally like. There, uh, I first started with uh, Jerry Norton. Uh, the next was Zach and Rick Jin. On, they have a free course on wholesaling. Um, they give so much free content. Thank you, Zach and Jin. And also Jerry Norton as well. Um, he gives free content. But... Um, yeah, basically learn as much as you can. And then if you need really, really focused education, for example, usually the paid education has a lot more like straight to the point answers rather than finding it from different places. Like if you want to put that investment like I personally like uh, Pace Morby, uh, Jamil Damji, and uh, I don't know his last name, but I think it's Brent Brent Daniels. I think, but basically they are like the the top wholesalers 
online, in my opinion. And yeah, basically get educated. Like there's so many ways figure out what resonates with you. So from educating myself, I was like, okay, let's start looking for house. Let's like just do it and learn as we go. So there's so many ways on how to reach out to an owner, whether it be texting, there's cold calling, there's mailers, there's there's a door knocking, there's foreclosures, and just so many ways to find leads. And I don't want to get too deeply into it because I want you to also embark on this journey as well. This is probably only the tip of the iceberg, the start of your investing journey. I'm glad you're listening right now because like, because I'm doing this, I had a really profitable year. My probably my most profitable year in business in addition to running my media company, as well as my wholesaling company. Um, for those of you who are new, I had made 81,000 with a, with two other partners, other wholesalers. And basically that was like money that I've never seen that kind of money in a paycheck before. And I was so stoked. I was like, yes, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to master it and also share what I've learned along the way. So like that's working part-time. If you do this full-time, man, you can make a killing. And I'm not going to say that it's ultimately easy. There's so many things that you have to do and you have to have thick skin to be interacting with these sellers. It is really rewarding at the same time because like this is for you people who need a mission to continue or make money. Like you need like something really satisfying. You need something to fill your cup. And I'll tell you the reason why I love doing this is because as a wholesaler acquisition specialist, you are so serving a market that's often not served. And there's just so many people to serve guys like, and what I mean, serve it is talking about people who are in financial distress. Um, it is people who are going through foreclosures or people like people who are losing their house. And the only solution is to sell it to an investor or lose it. So I really like this, this, um, this idea that you are helping people in distress and finding solutions. Like this is how you can make a shit ton of money, find solutions, whether it be um, for sellers or the buyers, right? For the investors or the sellers who are in distress. So foreclosures and imagine this, you're in foreclosures, a foreclosure, you don't know what to do. You don't want to rely on your family. You have no resources to borrow money. Your credit sucks and you're going to lose your house. What if someone called you one day and be like, and was like, Hey, I know that you're in foreclosure. 
I can buy your house to prevent you from going through that process, damaging your credit, losing your home and getting nothing. But instead, I can give you $30,000 in your pocket. How would you like that? And basically, this idea is awesome because like, rather than losing their house, they can get money and you can turn shitty situations into something positive so that they can move on to the next stage in life. And this is why I want to like really emphasize that we actually help people. Like people may think on the negative side, people may think that we are predatory, like stealing equity or stuff like that. But to be honest, um, we have money that can solve problems and sometimes money solves problems. Uh, for example, divorce, maybe they want to just let go of the house. We're like, Hey, I, we understand you're going through a hard time. Um, this is what we can offer. You don't have to go on market. We can play the closing costs and you don't have to pay any realtor fees. It's just money in your pocket. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to leave their situation and be done with it. And we like to step in and we're like, Hey, we can solve this problem for you. And sometimes um, people pass away uh, and it falls on the home falls to the heirs, the heirs, sorry, not heirs, the heirs to, uh, to pay for the house. But due to a lack of financial education or real estate education, they cannot upkeep that house. So usually um, they are forced to sell it or maybe it falls into foreclosure because of mismanaging family assets. And yeah, basically we provide that solution. We're like, hey, we can buy this house for you. We understand that you inherited this from your, your parent that just passed away. Um, and usually people who have uh, who inherit property sometimes they don't want it because it's a financial burden on them and they didn't really put in their own money into buying this kind of asset but yeah basically we can help them with that as well and yeah there's so many ways that we can help because of sometimes cash is king and it can solve problems uh, usually with traditional financing, it takes on average 30 to 45 days to close because it needs to go through many processes of approvals and so forth. And just the, the whole uh, funding and getting a loan mortgage takes time. However, people with cash or people who have access to cash, like hard money or straight up cash, it can close within two to two weeks, two days to two weeks. And this is what really helps people. Like they need answers now. They don't have time to wait the traditional route to get a listing with the realtor or get a loan or wait for the, the buyer to get financing on the loan. They just need to solve their problem yesterday. And I love this because it is a way to help people. Um, it is really uh, a hard 
hard world because <laughs> these people are in, in pain. So of course you're going to get like really nasty comments and it's, it helps you build character and thick skin, but I think it's rewarding once we get to the finish line, everyone's paid and the seller's happy and then they can move on to their next phase in life. But anyways, this is how you get to where I'm at. You educate yourself. The next thing is to define your goals, guys. You really need to hone in on in on one what you like. Like understand what kind of strategies that you are looking at. And basically, there's so many ways to make money, as I said. And I'm gonna repeat this over and over again. There's so many ways. Pick something that you like and define your goals around this. Mine was to do wholesaling and to really master acquisitions, not even focus on the fix and flip part because that includes acquisitions, managing a team, or like construction workers, architects, um, plumbers, electricians, what all of that stuff. Like I didn't want to do this. So um, yeah, you can define your goals on what resonates with you. So determine your objectives and investment strategies. Are you interested in the long-term rentals, fix and flips, wholesaling, or commercial properties? Just, uh, just think about that. Like wholesaling is quick, fast money. Fix and flips is a little longer. Like for example, six months to a year to two years. Uh, long-term rentals, you have to think about the long, of course, long-term, it's in its name. And uh, this requires a little more knowledge because you're, uh, yeah, basically you're building a rental portfolio. But the third point I want to share with you is this. This has been a key factor in my business. It's the reason why I got my first deal $81,000 with my partners is that I had network and in this world, I love it because it actually shows how your network is your net worth. Like you hear it all the time. That's so cliche, but like anyone can like make money. Anyone can make money in real estate because your net worth is directly tied to the people around you, especially the people who you like and trust and do business with. So I proved this. I had gone to a, a real estate investing meetup. And actually before that, I was doing some calls. So one of the key things that you have to do as a beginner in wholesaling, you have to call people uh, especially investors, not not people, not just anyone. You call investors and say, hey, can I put you on my cash buyers list? My name is Chris and I want to, I am an aspiring wholesaler. I can bring you good deals, blah, blah, blah. And basically you have to find a buyer, build a buyers list so that you have someone to sell or um, send that property to. So I I reached out to all these uh, investors and one person who reached back like really quickly was her, her name was Kehel and she's my business partner 
and AI Capital Partners. Basically, uh, she was like, yeah, I'll teach you everything I know. Um, come to this meetup. Uh, you can meet a lot of the investors here. And basically, yeah, I met her and I met the investors. And like nine months later, we closed a deal with like one of the biggest deals I've heard of. Um, she's such a boss. She, she closes, she can negotiate. She's a true and natural born closer. Like the way she talks on the phone, she can just kill it and be like, just get to the numbers and just bring it to the closing line, the finish line to close. And basically networking was super important for me to achieve any success in real estate started with Jojo and Harry bringing me into this world. And then Kehau and my other business partner, Gio, who had brought the buyer of the deal that we dispoed. And basically, my gosh, like when you receive a check that big, it's life-changing money. But it also it shows you that it is possible. And it took me nine months, like nine soul draining, not soul draining. <laughs> I use this too much, but like nine months of hard work, just figuring stuff out, like doing hundreds of calls, sending thousands of text messages, meeting so many realtors, like the, like, she was the person who I met in the beginning of my wholesaling journey. And it just says like the, the people in your network can really help you close your first deal or, and deals after, right? Like just being well connected and like the, I connected with her in the beginning of my journey, but it was only until like the middle of my journey when I actually found a property, but I was actually sick at the time. So I was like, oh no, I'm sick. Uh, she, she actually called me. She was like, hey, Chris, long time no speak. It's been a while. How are you doing? Uh, how's your journey been so far? Um, do you have any uh, thing that you need help with? And I was like, yeah, uh, actually I do. I have this, uh, this beachfront property that I have no idea how to find a buyer for. Like, this is way beyond me. Like, I have not done anything like this. So, um, yeah, I'm about to lose this, but I do know that it's a, a motivated seller. And basically, she was like, I got it, no problem. And like, in the next few days, I connect the the dots with the, the seller. We will, we're also working with uh, some realtors at that time and I connect them and she's like, okay, cool. And she's just, she just worked it. And basically that is the power of networking. Long story short, we closed, it took a while, maybe about two months to close that big of a deal. But then we got to the finish line and this was because I built a network and every day I'm in this network going to uh, real estate events. Uh, talking to realtors, whether it be investors, realtors, commercial brokers, um, and so forth. Like these people can help you get the deals and pretty much help you go to the finish line. 
Like I'm going to say straight up that some people, there will only be a few people that you vibe with that you can really like connect with. Right. But like the more you spread yourself and go to this, these networking events, the higher of a chance that you'll find your business partners that will change your life completely. And I was just lucky, right? KL like came in the early journey and we just kept in touch. And, you know, if she didn't follow up with me, I wouldn't be here where I am today. I'd probably give up in the first year. Um, it's already been a year. And if I, I think I'd be like, maybe real estate wouldn't be for me. I have no idea, but like, I think, I think that would be the case, right? Like I give one year and yeah, sometimes it's really discouraging when you don't have traction or any results after a long time, especially if you really need to make money. But yeah, building a network. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow down a bit. Just build your network, go to events, go to, uh, real estate investing associations or groups, talk to realtors. The biggest lead generation for us is not direct mail. It's not texting. It's not like cold calling. It's actually getting leads or deals from agents themselves. Like they're already out there. They're already in the field. They know people who are distressed. They know people, they're already doing the marketing. And once they have a seller who they know that matches what you want, like they will bring it to you. And yeah, I had many deals brought to me by realtors. We're working on a few right now. One's in escrow. Hopefully it closes. There's so much problems with it, but like that would be a really nice wholesale fee. And yeah, that is from building a network. Um, the next is finding a mentor, right? So I personally, uh, really, really appreciate and really benefited from Jojo and Harry's knowledge, right? They've been in the game. They taught me, uh, many things about valuing properties, looking for motivated sellers. And pretty much I would bring them a property. And we'd walk the property and they'd be like, okay, we need to talk about this, this, and this, and we need to do this. We need to get the price at this. So I'd be like, okay, let me talk to the seller. And that's how we worked, right? So finding a good mentor who can take you by the hand. And you know what? I would say, even if you're doing like cheap to free labor, if you know this person, like, really kills it like they have a lot of knowledge like by default you will learn from them so it is so important to have a mentor so that you don't make mistakes you can leverage their knowledge their skills and like they just see the world differently in this situation of real estate right they they can get you from a to z while you can only see a right like you can only see a b c they can see the whole process from their point of view. And yeah, that is so important. 
Um, also, mentorships. Uh, don't be afraid to pay for your education. Um, I'm in a very expensive mentorship right now, but I am uh, willing to pay because it is going to teach me education to buy apartment buildings. And I've never once imagined myself owning an apartment building, like 50 plus units. I've never heard of that, but I am now learning from amazing people in the multifamily industry, the commercial industry of apartment buildings. Now I'm learning from them and people who have thousands of units, they earn, they own 500 plus million in real estate. Like I want to learn from them. Like I have zero uh, in multifamily assets right now, but now like I'm learning from the best of the industry. So finding a mentor will greatly help. And yeah, basically it is also lastly, the last point that I want to bring is that it is also having a long goal, long, long goal, right? Like of where you want to be and where you want your family to be in the next one year, five years, 10 years, like through real estate, I saw that I can make a career out of this as well as earn the money that I want because I know that I work hard and basically get paid what I'm worth as well as provide for my family for generations to come. So this is what drives me is that I want to be the person who changes my lineage, my generations, my family forever. I want to be the one to learn real estate down to a T to really dissect real estate. And so that I can be the rock in my family that knows how to keep our family assets, that knows how to manage real estate um, at a high level. And just preserve that family wealth so that we can be a great family. Like my name is Chris Batoon. Um, the Batoon family is going to be a prominent name in the future because of my sacrifices, of my willing to learn and go through the mud and just grinding it out. Like I want to be that person for my family. And I hope the people who are listening, they're they're like me, right? They want to make a difference with their family and in the world with just working hard and killing it. Like now it's more than working hard. It's getting educated, working smart, and like just thinking at a high level as well. So this is my last point. It's really important to have that driving force that makes you get up every day. Like real estate has become so exciting because I've experienced this and I, I'm learning every day that I can change the trajectory of my family forever. Other than that, like this has been a long podcast. I hope I didn't bore you, but I hope that you can see the vision of real estate and that you can do it too. You can 
achieve amazing things in a short amount of time. And my goals with real estate is financial wellness for my family for generations to come. Establish your goals, write it on the wall, say it out loud, tell your friends, your family, everything. Just take risks, just, just be out there. And this is my journey on how I take the first steps. As you know, I'm tripping over my words. It's 11 p.m., but I'm still coming every day, putting in the work and just getting out there because I know that this will one day be a documentary of my journey and that I'm telling you that you can do it too. All right, peace out. See you next time. Peace.